0: welcome to younger and older i'm dave wager and with the leadership team of relate 365.com and i'm with one of our favorite guests nate brash nate how are you this day
1: i'm oh, doing pretty good it's a little warm out uh, those of you that don't know it's uh, probably about 80 85 degrees out and a lot of humidity
0: for us midwesterners this is just this is torture brutal. yeah brutal now that uh, if you've been following us nate is talking to us about his journey through cancer And we are going to be brought up to date with where he's at on it. And not only his journey through cancer, but really the hope that he has in the journey. And if any of you are listening that you're struggling with hope, you're struggling with purpose, you're struggling with the circumstances of your life, I invite you to pull up a chair, listen to this podcast, even contact us, and we'll get you in contact with Nate. But he's a a young man that is going through a fight with cancer, and we've been documenting it. So you can go back to the different episodes that we have online and go listen to all the different podcasts that we've talked about. Anytime uh, there's uh, younger and older and it says Nate and Dave, that's the conversation we're having. So Nate, bring us up to date the, the latest medical findings and the latest medical things that are happening. You just shared some things with our staff. So mm-hmm. share them with our listening audience.
1: Uh, just let, past week I had a, an appointment uh, with uh, both my radiation doctor and uh, my oncologist. Um, for those who don't know, I was going through radiation treatment uh, that lasted a total of two weeks. So it was 10 treatments. I uh, finished that up uh, late last week. And uh, the nice thing with that is I've starting to feel the benefits of uh, the radiation treatment. Uh, the main goal of that was pain relief. Uh, they basically zap you with a bunch of radiation and it helps shrink the tumors and uh, with them shrinking uh, re- uh, relieves the pressure and you know with that you get pain relief uh, the nice thing with that is you don't feel the full effects until probably about two months after so it's uh, going to be a gradual you know decrease in pain something uh, to look forward to yes yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, as of right now I uh, probably not going to be doing radiation treatment again unless you know they find you know some more tumors pop up where uh, radiation is indicated but uh, as far as treatments go it was relatively simple very minimal side effects and uh compared to like chemotherapy
0: so do they have you go stand in line at, at like a, a tsa place <laughs> <laughs> just get the radiation from the x-rays or what do they do
1: they would probably be cheaper that way yeah well <laughs> yeah it's a, the machine itself uh the one that i, I was using those are familiar with what like a ct scan looks like or the ct machine okay so machine. it's a big tube yeah Okay. Uh, it's uh not as claustrophobic as like an MRI machine, okay. Uh But it's more open, like a, a CT okay. scanner. And there's different, there's different types of machines, uh, but yeah, the one that I used uh, was very similar, like a CT scanner. Okay. Um. So yeah. It's,
0: now so there's a lot of people listening that may have never experienced radiation, so it isn't painful. You said it's yeah, no pain. Is it? So it's kind of like being out in sunshine. Uh.
1: Not even that. Okay. Uh, it's some people react on their skin because uh, you are getting zapped with you know, radiation, so you might get a little skin rash. Also depends too on where the radiation treatment is. For okay. me, uh, they're hitting my hip and then uh, some parts on my lower back.
0: Now, are they pretty specific? Be- they're able to get into oh, yeah. those areas? Uh,
1: before I actually went in, they uh, they do kind of a they give you a CT scan, and they actually gave me uh, three little dot tattoos. Oh, fun! These are kind of the guide points uh, when they set up for each treatment. They've got some lasers that you know kind of line everything up. So each treatment, they get uh, they do kind of an, a slight X ray and they line everything up off of a CT scan that they take. Right. So it's a it's a very pinpoint procedure. Okay. So they're not just kind of you know ah, I think it's about right there. Let's hit it right there. And
0: it's no like, real reaction right away to it.
1: No. Yeah, it's zero pain. Um, now, it's uh, say I had a tumor in my brain, and they were doing radiation there. I would probably have some headaches, uh, some pain that way. Uh, say you have radiation in your throat, uh, you can get a sore throat. Okay. A lot of it depends on where the radiation treatment is. Uh, but for me, it was minimal, minimal uh, side effects. Okay,
0: and you had to get the radiation beyond the chemotherapy for what reason?
1: Uh, mainly pain relief. Okay. Because uh, the uh, the chemotherapy regimen that I was on really didn't do anything for the the tumors that I had in my hip that kind of showed up.
0: Okay. And so then um, you just said you're going to need. Uh, you told me anyway that you're going to need some more uh, chemotherapy. Explain to us what's happening now in your treatment and what's ahead.
1: Uh, it's in about two weeks. I will start uh, another regimen of chemo. Uh, it'll, it's a different form than the last one that I had. Uh, this one will be not as aggressive. Um, it's basically try it for three months, see if it's doing anything. Okay. Um, some of the other treatments that are available out there, like immunotherapy, um, is not indicated in, yeah for my treatment. It's just won't work. And same thing with a lot of other treatments that are out there. Uh, just the cancer is spread to so many different areas. It is it is very hard to treat. Uh, so at this point, you kind of treat the symptoms as they come.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's amazing, though. Nate, you, you look good. I mean, if, you, if, you didn't, if I didn't know that you were being treated with radiation and chemotherapy, I would have no indication by just looking at you.
1: I get that a lot from people. Yeah. I, I think a lot that that plays into that is my attitude towards this. Yeah. You know, I I'm, I'm not letting the cancer you know mentally beat me. Yeah, you know, your brain and your mental willpower has a lot to do with your recovery and and everything. And yeah, you know, by the grace of God, it's you know, I am where I am.
0: Well, it's amazing to me because I again, one of the reasons we're doing these interviews is to help the listening audience just Get a grasp of somebody, uh, a candid view of somebody going through cancer treatment from the time that they found out about it. Mm-hmm. And we'll keep doing it as long as we can here, as long as it's possible. And one of the, the interesting things is really, you behave pretty normally in public. Yeah. Uh, so I would never know. Well, in, if in, you ask
1: my wife, she might say, I, I, I don't behave normal because I'm not a normal yeah, person. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, apart, <laughs> uh, apart, apart from the normal
0: abnormality. <laughs> can I say that? <laughs> Apart from the normal abnorma- or abnormality, I think it's been amazing to me and maybe a credit to you, uh, certainly a credit to God and, and, and our medical science, that they can figure out ways to try and help somebody and not destroy their life totally. I, mm-hmm. I had a picture of anybody that goes on chemotherapy not being able to function whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was my picture in my head before you had gone through this.
1: Well, and they're the... The first round that I went through it's a that regiment is a pretty tolerable uh regiment. There are other regiments that they it does get you pretty good okay. um you know it's it all depends on what you're getting and you know there are some that it does beat you up and and people's bodies react differently to different things sure and you know it's uh you know with the regiment that I'm getting. Uh, coming up um you know hopefully it's not going to be as severe as you know the last one uh but you know i'm prepared it could be worse could be better yeah you but, really yeah uh, um that you know with the uh, you know my oncologist yeah he's he's always amazed by how uh, my reaction to to all this you know i'm a young person you know 37 years old and i've got stage 4 cancer you know it's my oncologist sees some of the worst of the worst people you know, he's treating other individuals in my you know same age as me and you know they don't act like I do um, you know my last appointment the oncologist was like you're very mature for what you're going through yeah. you know, and he occasionally you know i come to his mind a lot because of just how i act and react So to what this makes stuff. you different you think
0: what is it that actually makes you different than some other people going through this
1: God and okay. I told the oncologist so that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so the only credit I can give it is God. Yeah, you know, he gives me the strength to get up each day. You yeah, know, and I, keep going.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that because I, I, you know, there's so many people that say, "Well, I just am pulling myself up by my bootstraps" and et cetera. But the truth is, y- you do have moments of great weakness. Oh yeah. You do have moments of being frustrated. hmm And there's nothing that anybody can do to say you're not going to be frustrated because there's days where you'd like to do things that you can't.
1: Mm-hmm. It's pretty much every day. There are things that I want to do that I can't. And it's one of the things that you, you know, I've come to grips with and it's a reality, uh, you know, with the being, you know, finally getting summer up here, you know, we were putting our air conditioners in you know, the windows and I had a struggle getting these, you know, these are fairly small air conditioners that, that we have.
0: Yeah, we I need them for, like, two days, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, trying to get them, you know, from my basement upstairs, that was a challenge. I, you know, our, my house is a two-story house, and I had to have my wife take, you know, them to get them upstairs. And, you know, for a you know, husband and a man, you know, it's kind of a humbling experience there because it's, I, uh, physically I could pick it up. But some of the the lasting effects that I have from uh, the chemotherapy my last go-around is I've got neuropathy. So my balance is a little off. Last thing I want to do is fall in the kitchen and have an air conditioner drop on my head.
0: Absolutely. And you do know that there are some of us around that if you called and said, I want to move an air conditioner, we'd be glad to run over there and move it for you. Oh, yeah. That's part of the male dominance (laughs) as well. because there are plenty of people that love you and love your family and and are ready to help you when needed, oh yeah, uh, and that's just part of uh, being a, a part of a Christian community, and that's something I, I do want you to talk about a little bit. We've been um dealing with whether you're going to be able to work in the future and that kind of thing, and today, I think it was today you sent out an email to yeah,
1: our one thirty in the morning
0: yeah, <laughs> to our staff. do you want to summarize what your what you said in the email a little yeah. bit and let us let our listeners hear your heart a little bit on mm-hmm. what's going on?
1: The some of it, you know, I was given an update to the staff on uh, health wise where I'm at, and uh, starting up chemotherapy again in a couple weeks, and uh, but ultimately uh, made a decision to I, not really made the decision, come to realization that uh, I'm not going to be able to actually come back and work at camp. Um, Just the physical job that I had as you know the mechanic, it's impossible for me to keep up with the physical demand of that job just where I'm at health-wise. Uh, I'm always going to be susceptible to fractures, uh, whether it's in my hip, back, arms, uh, just because of where the cancer is. Uh, energy levels, uh, as I've discovered in the last you know month, month and a half of being off of chemo, my energy levels, they've improved a little bit, but they're not where they need to be and you know it's kind of a combination of several things that uh, just kind of come to realization it's it would not be fair to camp it would not be fair to my family to try to kill myself to make you know a selfish desire of you know wanting to come back and work yes uh, happen you know with uh, the uncertainty of you know where my health is going to be in a, another year you know with my family it's not fair to them you know beating myself up trying to work yeah. If I've only got, you know, a year left, which it's the doctor hasn't given me any time frame because right. it's so hard to, and which I don't really want a time frame because right. it's in God's hands
0: anyways. And you know, I, the honest truth is the doctors have said pretty much this is incurable, but if they haven't talked to God. God can cure you if He feels like mm-hmm. it, and it, you're in God's hands, and you know that. And here's here's what's incredible is you act like you're in God's hands. I've heard people talk about. You know, I really trust God, and then they worry all the time mm-hmm. My question to them is, do you really trust God? so my question to you might be if somebody's struggling out there and they're worrying all the time and they're w- what would you tell them to do
1: Trust god yeah <laughs> and, and it's, it's it's easy to say, but it, it is a challenge i you know the decision that i made it's it's yeah'll be honest, I, it's a struggle for me because yeah. my desire is to work, you know, provide for my family. Right. And that's, you know, any honest, you know, husband, father, they want to provide for their family, they want to work, or they should. yeah. Um, and so as, you know, mentally, it's just kind of a, it, it's aggravating. Yeah. But I, you know, I also know God has a plan for this. Absolutely. And, you know, it's all, you know, I could dwell on the fact that, you know, I'm not going to be coming back to work at camp and, you know, have a pity party, but yep. that's not God honoring. It isn't, and, and it's not fair to anybody for me to do. That's not fair to me.
0: You know, I, I would suggest if somebody's trying, they're they're struggling to trust God, they just don't know Him. Mm-hmm. And what you need to do is stop trying to figure God out and start enjoying Him. Just start enjoying God. Uh, sometimes we try and figure people out and God out to our detriment. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if somebody's trying to figure you out, sometimes you can't even figure yourself out, you know, much <laughs> less <true>. yeah, <laughs> much less having other yeah. people figure you out. And, and if they've if they're only going to be OK if they figure you out, in other words, they know what motivates you all the time and what, you know, I was asking a bunch of kids the other day, um, why is it that God wants you to listen to him? And I got absolute silence in the room. And I thought, is that that difficult of a question? Why do you think God wants you to obey him? Is it because he needs you to obey him to be God? Hmm. Is it because he's just power hungry and likes little ants to do what he says? What is God's motivation for telling you how you should live anyway? Is it to benefit God in any way, shape, or form?
1: Hmm. It benefits us.
0: Yeah, now once (laughs) you understand that, you can relax mm-hmm. because it's not somebody trying to use you or abuse you or take control of you. It's somebody that loves you and I just ask the kids, why don't you act like God loves you then? Just mm-hmm. act that way. And I think if people are worrying right now, there's a couple things. If somebody's excessively worrying about what's gonna happen, first of all, to wonder about the future is certainly normal.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're, yeah. my wife and I think of that all the time. Yeah. Early on in the diagnosis of this, I had uh, you know we already filled paperwork out for Social Security disability. You know we did our due diligence on getting stuff in place, knowing that you know, if we need to use it, it's already going to be set up. Right. And you know we set it up with the intention of hopefully don't have to you know use it, but you know th- there are safety nets out there for this. Yeah, I. I hate being the exception. Yeah, you know, a lot of people I was telling, have you know told me about well, you're why these things exist. You are, and you know, it's uh I hate being the exception just because it's you know I'd but rather you, work. You are
0: <laughs> you are the reason why this Judeo-Christian nation set itself up the way it does. Mm-hmm. We always have wanted, I think, as Christians and as a Christian nation, which we aren't much anymore, but our roots we've always wanted to take care of those who need to be taken care of. Yeah. So as hard as that is for you to allow somebody to do that, that's the system, that's mm-hmm. what we all have bought into, that's what we believe in. And you're not abusing the system. There are people, if anyone's out there listening and you're playing with the system, I would beg you to stop. Yeah. Because there are people that are in the system that actually need it and we need to make sure that our resources are going to those people. And it's not something you play with. This isn't a tax or anything else. This is something that we need to be able to provide for those who actually need the help.
1: There's a lot of desperate people out there that are in worse off shape than I am.
0: And they need to be taken care of because they can't take care of themselves at this point. And I might even add, I have often said that I think in life, if you choose a certain path, if you choose to be somebody who wants to smoke three packs of cigarettes a day, and you get cancer of the lungs for doing that, I'm not sure the system was made for you you know, in that Mm -hmm. sense. I know that sounds very harsh, but the truth of the matter is you did intentionally do things that will cause problems in your life, and then you want others to take care of you when the problems are there, rather than having the discipline now Mm -hmm. of saying, I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm gonna take advantage of other people. On the other hand, there's cases like yours, Nate, where you have actually, you did nothing to try and get this.
1: No. <laughs>
0: you know, I mean, as far as, we, if you go back to listen to our earlier programs, I mean.
1: Yeah, there's no family history, yeah. uh, not a smoker, not a drinker. Yeah. it's There's nothing. So when to, you look uh, at
0: it, you start to say, okay, this is why the system got put in place in the first mm-hmm. place, because there, there are people who have, really live their lives, they've been responsible, and things happen, mm-hmm. whether they be earthquakes or famines or, I mean, there's things that happen that people who have resources need to share their resources then with those who are in need. And so I'm thrilled that actually I know somebody, and I know others, but I know you are in the system. And, uh, you know, I, as the one who's in charge here at Silverberg Ranch, you know, I, I see the system very clearly. I mean, there's there's a system here that we've gone through, mm-hmm. and there'll be a system after you leave that we'll go through. And it's really a system that's set up to somewhat help and protect. It's not as perfect as working full-time, but it's certainly a, a safety net yep. uh, for people. And uh, I think that we need to see that that system is there and enjoy it if you need it. Uh, and that's hard for some people to do. It's also too easy for some people to do, mm-hmm.
1: so. Well, uh, a normal human being that you know is has a good work ethic and has desire to work don't like to take advantage of people and you know in some cases it it makes you feel like you're taking advantage of somebody when you're using you know benefits like this and yeah it's a it's more of a it's a mental game that you know it's not taken advantage of i know that it's you know People are, you know, giving you a gift of something. It's That's essentially what it is. Yep. You know, they're People are taking their hard-earned, you know, resources and saying, it, here, yep. I'm able to do this. You can't. And it's something that I would do and I have done with people and help them out in, you know, their time of need because it's what we do as believers. It's what most human beings, if they're honest with themselves, they want to help people.
0: Yeah. You know, I think uh, the Bible's very clear. If you don't work, you don't eat. But you take care of those who need help. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to draw the line. You have to look at it and evaluate in your life. If if we keep helping, if people keep helping those who actually don't need help, we're not helping.
1: Yep. Because, we're enabling. Yeah, yeah,
0: we're enabling people to become sick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We really need to get to the point where we rejoice in the fact that we live in a country and that God has given us resources to take care of guys like Nate when he gets sick and that we have a system that can kick in and be helpful. Mm-hmm. Again, not perfect, but helpful. And that's really all you can ask at these moments, is uh, that somehow there's an arm out there that can help you stand up a little mm-hmm. bit. And I'm thrilled that uh, that I'm a part of a nation and that I'm a part of a Christian community that says, you know, we'll do what we can to help you uh, through this time and realizing that it's not because you're sitting around doing nothing, it's because you actually have a need. Um, the Bible's interesting, I don't know if you've ever really thought about it, uh, Nate, but It's interesting trying to define um, need and how we take care of people and when we take care of them. For example, a lot of times people say you take care of widows and orphans, but the Bible's very distinct on describing which widows you take care of. It doesn't say all widows. It's widows in, in I think, the King James, because I remember it says widows in deed. Now, what it's talking about is there are widows that can't take care of themselves, Mm -hmm. take care of them. There are other widows who can take care of themselves, perhaps they're young enough to get you know remarried in their day or whatever it might be. Let them take care of themselves because that's not what the resources are for. Mm-hmm. They're really for the lady, the widow who actually needs help. Uh, when I was in the middle east, uh, I mean in uh, Africa, excuse me, is that middle east? no, close that's yeah, close. <laughs> I went to a Chicago public school sorry <laughs> sorry, all you Chicago public teachers that are listening uh but Never had a geography course. When I was in Africa, if uh, a Christian husband died, the Christian wife was isolated. Nobody would give him food. There's no way for him to work. There's no way for them to care for themselves whatsoever. The only way that a a wife of a Christian guy in the area I was in, the only way they could be cared for is if they would marry a Muslim man and convert to Islam. Hmm. That's where the church had to kick in. You know, I mean, that's like, okay, you can't take care of yourself. You will starve. Your children will starve. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the only option here is for you to, in that area again, I'm not saying that's worldwide, but in that area, the only option was for you to, to turn into, you know, convert to Islam. So I think we have to be very careful to realize when somebody is actually in need, whoever they are, we need to participate in helping them meet the need not because of guilt or anything else, but because we love God, we love them, and we do what we can to help meet their need. And that's a privilege that we should have. However, if you help those who don't have a need, you could very well be contributing to their delinquency. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be careful. Uh, On the other hand, you help orphans 100% of the time, if you look in the Bible, Mm -hmm. because orphan, by definition, is somebody who has a need that can't be met by the parents who aren't there anymore. So it's kind of interesting. And when you play with it a little bit in the the Bible, and you kind of look and go, okay, uh, Christians should be generous. Oh, I agree. But sometimes our generosity isn't helping somebody. We might actually be hurting them. So we need to be generous with those that we should be generous with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm, I'm sure you've seen it even in the system, that people have abused the system. Oh, yeah. And um, shouldn't be. I, I, I've seen it very clearly, and it' very bothersome.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of it, just not, you know, when you go to Walmart and somebody's buying, you know, stuff on food stamps, yep. and they're buying nothing but junk food. Yeah, that's like my hard-earned money yeah. is going to buy you. Yeah, and, you energy know, drinks. And
0: once again, it's like you know, we love to help people who need mm-hmm. help, but my goodness, use it for something that's going to be. Yeah.
1: Helpful. I, I, you know, to kind of follow up, I've seen some people buy stuff at food stamps. They're pulling coupons out. They've got fresh stuff. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Somebody actually cares and they're, you know, making it stretch. That's,
0: well, you're in the position. You're in a position where you're very vulnerable and you have to continue now on chemotherapy and treatment. And and we're hoping that it gets you uh, many, many more years with Mm -hmm. us and with your children. Uh, let me ask you how is your wife taking the news of you not being able to work your normal job anymore uh,
1: she's fine with it i we both kind of saw this slowly coming you know and it's something that we've we've both talked about you know a lot you know it's it's something that you know i i just didn't decide you know yesterday ah, i'm not going to be able to come back to work it's something that you know we both have talked about this a lot you know she knows where I'm at physically, mentally, and all that stuff. And, yeah, you, know, you know, she understands, you know, it's, you know, the physical demands is, you know, can't do that. But she also sees, you know, if I do try to do this stuff, I could potentially injure myself. And then who knows what will happen after that. Yeah. And you know,
0: I encourage people who are in a position where they're beginning to go through some of these processes to sit with those who are, uh, entrusted to operate your businesses that you're a part of and talk to them honestly. Mm-hmm. Don't sit there and say, I, I'm planning on this and don't do that. Talk honestly. And yeah. I think to be honest, you have to say, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you, if you really are trying to predict things, I would stop it. I would just be as honest as we can. I've appreciated that working with Nate as he's come to us. We've honestly, I think, assessed the idea. Okay, here's the first round. Let's talk when we're done with that. Let's, yep. let's talk about whether you can come back we've actually gone out and hired somebody that we made clear to that it was part-time and that it may not be where they are gonna work um, anymore. It's ironic that God took him out for a while with a knee replacement Mm -hmm. and so that's interesting as well. (laughs) Uh, But bottom line really is it wasn't something that um, we were not talking about and not being honest about. Mm -hmm. And I find that critical. Uh, we're going to come to you again in the next episode. Nate's going to stay in the studio and continue to talk about what God's doing in his heart right now and in his family and what, what his future looks like. And we sure appreciate you tuning into the program, Younger Older. Uh, we're brought to you from the studios of Relate365.com on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. And all of these things are actually a division of Silverbirchranch.org. Goodbye for now.